0: Hello, and welcome to We Read It One Night, a podcast where two sisters gossip, grouse, and giggle over your favorite romance novels. We're here today to introduce you to your bisexual awakening, an important stage of the Brendan Fraser renaissance currently sweeping the nation. Yes, that's right. We're discussing The Mummy, 1999, a cinematic masterpiece that is actually a romance disguised as an action movie. No matter what your brother, or your boyfriend, or your dad tells you. Enjoy the show.
1: I went to – we went to a farm that rescues, like, farm animals a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and we were walking up to see the cows, and all the cows were, like, pretty chill. They were, like – people were petting them. They were just eating, except for one that looked at me, and I was like, that cow does not want us here. It's, like, aggressive. It was, like, huffing at me, and, like, no one else noticed the body language of this cow. But then, like fifteen minutes later, Cameron or my friends—I can't remember who—like tried to pet it, and the guy in charge was like, "Oh no, no, no! That's the one you don't want to pet." And it like stamped. <laughs> he, he was like, "Yeah, she's no, no, no. She's like not into visitors. Like leave her alone." And I was like, "I, you know, we had a telepathic connection there. Like,
0: I knew, she, she knew, and I <laughs> fucked off." <up." laughs> Proud of you.
1: Happy yeah. for your telepathic, telepathic connection with this cat. Yep. Luckily no one was trampled to death. So this week's episode is about the Brennazons. And the mummy. (laughs) It's the (laughs) Brennazons.
0: Yeah, the Mummy, 1999, starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss, aka the greatest on screen chemistry of all time. Between two actors.
1: Possibly. Name a better couple. Right now. Brendan Fraser and Ursula, whose na- actual name I do not know, in George of the Jungle.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> Listen, I love George of the Jungle. The reason George of the Jungle is good because Brendan Fraser spends the entire time shirtless and oiled up. And it's just like generally amusing. It's not because of the chemistry with <laughs> fake perm, whatever actress's name is.
1: Oh, I love her. I want a perm because of that. Or I did at least at some point. And it comes back every few years. Anyway. Anyway. Brendan
0: Fraser – is wonderful and he is the star of The Mummy and he's currently having a resurgence of, of his career and I've heard nothing but lovely things about him. Yes. And he – listen, he was the follow-up to Harrison Ford that we never were given the true opportunity to have. I appreciate Unfo- we just we didn't understand what we had when we got it. The charisma, the swoopy hair, the muscles, <laughs> the smile. acting talent, the doing his own stunts, <laughs> a renaissance man, a, rena- a renaissance
1: man, <laughs> if I've ever seen one. So we start this movie far long before Brendan Fraser, thousands of years ago. I, how long ago was was it's this like supposed 3000 to be three thousand BC. I don't know. Okay, the Egyptian whatever. Empire lasted for a, very a long, long ass time. time, so I don't know exactly. Egyptian when. Empire, yes. And the setup is that we have Imhotep, our future villain, for unexplained reasons, is Sexy, in love, bald man, constantly yes. walking around shirtless. Yes, he's the head priest. He's in love with one of pharaohs, probably many wives. Okay, and she's in love with him. You no, know, it's pharaoh's concubine, so they're not even married. Oh yeah, he exactly. didn't even put a yeah. ring on it. Yeah, he's just trying to like possess these women, and the priest is like, "I'm not here for it. This is the love of my life." But of course, for some reason they're supposed to be the villains and the narrator is like clearly on Pharaoh's okay. side for no reason. Yeah. So of course they get caught, they kill Pharaoh. Oh no. We're they so get sad. caught.
0: Okay. They get
1: caught because <laughs> She's she's painted like she doesn't have any real (laughs) clothes except for
0: some like tasteful netting like her clothes are just paint and they start making out and he doesn't even take this opportunity like if you're going to touch her at the very least like grab her butt or hips or boobs something sexy. No he just grabs her arm and then Pharaoh like sees the smudged paint and is like who has touched you and she's like ah fuck and instead of being like oh i bumped into a door or that many one of the many columns in this room (laughs) like here's a perfectly reasonable explanation for why my paint has been smudged i went to the bathroom like my hair brushed just goes all in and
1: she stabs him which yes i'm here for it but she has she has a
0: great feminist line she says Uh, what is it? Like my body is no longer yours to command or whatever. She like, she's basically just like, I'm a feminist queen and now I'm going to stab myself in the stomach for unexplainable reasons instead of like any other significantly less painful death. Yes. Um, Although I guess I think stabbing deaths in the stomach can actually be very quick. If you hit the Uh, right organs, if you, if you hit something that releases
1: like bile or something like the pancreas, Oh, I never heard of that. I thought it, it was can the opposite. It
0: slow, but like there's <laughs> yeah. like if you hit the right spot, it can like it's poison like, you.
1: It poisons oh, you. That's well, how I thought it it po- I thought it sepsis poisons you, but like over a long time period, like once you like perforate the right intestine, it's like over. But like several but, hours yes. or days you know, later, you know, whatever. Rachel,
0: shockingly, I <laughs> I don't have intimate okay. Knowledge
1: okay, so on so so next up, despite being surrounded by his by Thero's other priests, also
0: painted in gold. Pharaoh has a fetish.
1: Our head guy and his crew manages to spirit away. What is I don't even know what her name is. Uh Love Interest Girl, Pharaoh's ex-concubine. Anoxuna. Anoxuna. Moon. anoxuna moon. Anoxuna moon. Yes. They spirit her away and they they get her to like the temp, the I guess it's a pyramid. The city of the The city dead. of the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, we're, we're gonna bring her back to life. Kamenatra, the city of the dead. They're gonna we're gonna bring her back to life. But right as they're about to do it, and her spirit is about to rejoin her body they are beset upon by pharaoh's other priests who are like well of course the only thing we can do to this the mer- our regicide regicide head priest who killed our leader dear leader is to leader? give him superpowers um they're like this is our worst punishment we only save it for the worst and it, it, it sounds pretty bad they like they lock him in a sarcophagus and yeah, no, they bury him it. alive they wrap him and then they yeah they they fill it with scarabs flesh-eating scarabs and that's pretty bad however it comes with the catch that if he's ever released he will gain superpowers and take over and destroy the entire fucking world including
0: the 10 plagues of egypt unclear as to why this judeo-christian thing is creeping into this ancient egypt curse but it is
1: (laughs) yes so good He's in eternal agony, theoretically internal until it's ended.
0: Right. But so here's the thing. Here's the thing about this, though. So the scarabs, right, they pop up a lot. The scarab beetles eat you. I don't think that's a thing that actual scarab beetles do, but I guess they're like magic Egyptian scarab beetles. And the the scarabs eat people. And for the rest of the movie, they eat people really quickly, like piranhas. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> but in but for some reason, he has time when he's being buried alive slash eaten by scarabs <laughs> To scratch like a full hieroglyphic message into the inside of his coffin—that's like says something like "I will return." And yeah. I don't understand the the myth, of, the lore of the scarabs. I feel like it could have been cleaned up a little bit more. I don't fully understand how they work.
1: Maybe that's part of the curse. Maybe usually it's a merciful death, but. Like in the context of being buried alive with them, they like maybe normally it's like they have a scarcity mindset and they're like, let me just get all the food I can. But when it's in a sarcophagus for all eternity, they can take their time. I but don't also, know.
0: where are the scarabs? When they open the sarcophagus, there are no scarab um, shells or That's like true. carcasses. There are no dead scarabs. So where do they go? How do they but get there out are, of this?
1: There are some scarabs like hanging out on the walls. So maybe they like are able to get out somehow and like just hang so- out. When they
0: open the sarcophagus, it's like pressurized air, like pops on. Like it's like, whew, like this thing hasn't them. been opened in 3,000 years. So how the fuck do these scarabs? They're magic scarabs, They're I magic guess. Scarabs. The scarabs are the first to be affected by the curse. That is mm. actually – that explains
1: everything. The Checks scarabs out. get superpowers first. Immortality. And then, yes. yeah. Okay. So – Fast forward three thousand years, we see Brendan Fraser with his crew for some reason trying to attack the the Forbidden City. No, no, no! They're not attacking the Forbidden City. They're hanging out at the Forbidden City. He's they're hanging out there with it. like
0: with some with the French.
1: Yeah, unclear. I think, and they're attacked by the bad. The giant. Forbidden City is being defended by the descendants of the priest Pharaoh who originally put the bad, put Imhotep in the sarcophagus. Not the priests, the bodyguards, the shitty bodyguards
0: sure, who sure, didn't defend sure. Pharaoh and are now yeah, not defending his city.
1: Yeah. They're not very good at their jobs. They have one job. It's literally don't let anyone near here and they're about to fail. Everyone gets killed in Brendan Fraser's crew except for Brendan Fraser and our guy Benny, who is a total snake. <laughs> love, love Benny. This is actually um, – if 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 Evie wasn't in this
0: movie, Evie, Evie who's a love interest, she's played by Rachel Weitz, She if she weren't in this movie – I would have loved to see a uh, enemies to lovers story between Brendan
1: Fraser. <laughs> but they're they're not enemies to lovers. They're friends to backstabbing enemy to potential lovers, I see it. But Benny just keeps yeah. keeps backstabbing the entire time.
0: Imagine the tension. Imagine, imagine like, like a love scene between Rick, who's Brendan Fraser's character, and Benny. Like, I feel like there would just be, like, constant, like, fighting. Like, it would be, like, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like, they'd be constantly trying
1: to, like, stab each other, but also, like, making out in between stabs. It would be constant Titanic shit. It would be, like, there's definitely enough room for both of us in this, like, abandoned house or whatever to hide from the Magi, but Benny's just going to slam the door in, in uh, Rick's face for no reason, which is what happens in the first scene. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, listen. Maybe it's
0: all part of an extended role play. Maybe it's just like a long, very mm. long, like story that they're acting out, in which he betrays him and then Rick gets revenge and then they yeah. make out.
1: Yeah, like I'd be, I'd be here for that. So, the next scene we get is Rachel, right? Or what is her actual name? Evie, Emmy. Evie, Evie.
0: Oh, Brendan's arrested by the way, by the Magi, Rick goes to jail.
1: I thought he went to jail later. Oh, was that? No, oh, that he's would- been in jail this whole time. He's he's oh, in jail for like three years. No way, he gets away because they see him. No, no, that's why the magi are bad at their job. Oh, oh, because oh, They see oh. him getting away, and they're like, "Why would we bother going after him? He'll just die in the desert." But he definitely doesn't yes. die in the desert. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah,
0: he's not arrested by. <laughs> we don't get an answer why arrested. Not the French. The French are involved in that, but I I don't know what side they're on. Anyway, yeah, Rick's <laughs> running through the desert, and the head magi, who's yeah. very sexy and has wonderful under eye tattoos, like his partner is like, "Let me shoot." him right now and he's
1: like nah why would we do that <laughs> why would we easily get rid of our other, enemy only other living person who knows where this mummy is located he doesn't know it's a mummy but he knows where this the like he knows bat- where the rich is okay yeah. so the next scene is evie she is a pretty incompetent librarian she just she's like a is a sexy, sexy librarian that's that the most important part of is that
0: she is sexy as hell <laughs> and she's not incompetent she is very she's very good at her job she's just Honestly,
1: my first thought was she's ugly and incompetent. She should not be in this country. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) No,
0: listen. The (laughs) anti-imperialism is – you're very – you're right on the money with that, but – Evie has great fashion sense. She has great hair. She has cute little librarian glasses. She's very sexy and she's fluent in ancient Egypt. So I will not be tolerating Evie's slander at this time. She should, however, Um, be going home and not stealing things from Egypt for the British Museum. Agreed on that. Yeah.
1: Her whole goal is to become a famous Egyptologist, which is what her parents did, I think. And now her and her brother are here trying to keep up the legacy. But she is being stymied in her efforts by her inability to not knock over giant shelves of books. And possibly set things on fire. There might have been like a slight fire in there somewhere. Maybe she doesn't set things on, with things on fire.
0: Her boss sets things on fire yeah, yeah. on purpose.
1: Yeah. So she's like begging her boss to go find something. The Forbidden City. But he's like, no, no. For good reason. As we'll find out. No, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. No.
0: You, you're skipping the brother, Jonathan.
1: Yeah, that happens next. She talks to the boss first. No, but and then, she's
0: not. No, she doesn't want to go find Hamonatra because she doesn't know about it. She only brings she up Hamonatra like when Jonathan finds sure, the sure. map.
1: Sure. No, okay.
0: So Evie's ultimate enemy at this point, because she hasn't met sexy bald mummy yet, is the Benbrook scholars who won't allow her to yeah. join their little... Racist Egyptologist club, and she's very upset about it. Even though she's far more competent to them, and yeah, now she goes into the she goes into the room filled with all these things of like ancient things that are definitely very delicate, and also the room is filled with torches. And I feel like that's a very contradictory thing that you are putting <laughs> open flames in front of like all these like three thousand year olds
1: There is no electricity. Maybe
0: this is like nineteen thirty. They have planes. <laughs> There's, yeah, I guess like. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I, I feel am. like you just had a random blackout for two hours in Pennsylvania of all places. It's possible the 1930s Egypt did not have reliable okay. electricity. But like as opposed to open fl- – even if you don't have electricity, like gas lamps in
0: in glass. They have to- – they're torches, Rachel. They're torches. Yeah, whatever, whatever,
1: whatever. <laughs> next, next thing, she meets up with her brother. He's like, yo, I pickpocketed this sweet thing, right? It's like a cool yeah, little – Yeah, but he's hiding in a ismo. coffin.
0: And he's holding oh, yeah. like not, he's pretending yeah. to be a mummy, but again, it's like <laughs> these like British archaeologists who are supposed to be very competent, but also like are constantly
1: doing shit with ancient artifacts. Yeah, we, it's established that they're incompetent. I'm I'm past that at this point. That's just like a given. That was a given even before the movie, but the movie is portraying it accurately. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's here we are. So yeah, he's like, yo sis, I found this awesome gadget thingy. I stole it off some guy that I got into a fight with, right? And then yeah. she opens it and it's like a sweet map to the Forbidden City, Haminophtra. And she's like, Holy shit. We gotta go. And the guy, the guy. Oh, it's not a Rick. map though. It's not a map. It's just information yes, about it. That's why she needs Rick.
0: No, 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 like no, no. Take them no, there. She needs Rick because the her boss burns it. Okay. So um. Jonathan stole it off of Rick. We don't know that it's Rick yet but He did steal off of Rick because Rick is like Rick and Benny are the only people still living besides the Magi who've Rick, been aka Brendan Fraser. I already established this I and mean, no, have to call no, them no, the people, right? <laughs> Thank you, yeah. So then they take it to her, her boss, to Evie's boss, and then Evie's boss, spoiler alert for later in the movie, is actually part of the incompetent Magi order and he, like. Accidentally burns the map, and he's like, "Oh no, wait, we, we can't go to Hamanoptra." And then Evie is like, "Hang on, Jonathan, don't you know who the man is? Didn't he go to Hamanoptra? Like he can take us." And then Jonathan's
1: like, "Oh shit, I have to meet this man that I robbed." Okay. <laughs> So off they go to the prison. Um, It's never explained why Rick is in prison, I don't think, at this point. He got like a fight or something. Yeah. Maybe he's in there because of the fight with the brother. I don't know. He's in there and he's like, hey, lady, like what can I do for you? And she's like, take us to the city. And he's like, only if you give me a kiss. And then he just like sexually assaults her through the bars. Okay. But you're she's over why this
0: is okay because Brendan Fraser – His hair is grown out. (laughs) He's like a little ruffled. He's got a five o'clock shadow. Like Rick is like Rick is dirty and been in this prison for presumably a long time. And he like if you ever wanted a sequel to George of the Jungle, (laughs) this is it. This one specific scene in The Mummy is George of the Jungle transported to 1930s Egypt (laughs) because he's sexy as hell.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's into the kiss. I'm not sure it totally makes it okay, but we're just going to move past that because – He's hot and he's wearing <laughs>
0: suspenders and okay, he has rolled great. up sleeves.
1: For the record, people, that does not make it okay. Even if the guy is guy kissing you without consent is hot, that does not make it
0: – Brendan Fraser could kiss me any day and that's Okay, that okay well, that
1: make the difference there would be that you are saying it's okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, he agrees to take them except that he's about to be hung. Uh, for some reason, for some yeah, reason, <laughs> that
0: really, that doesn't really make sense that the, that the fight with Jonathan would put him in jail because like now he's being hung. Yeah, we don't really, we never get the full backstory. <laughs> on but anyway, movie.
1: so he's about to be hung and Evie's up there watching it with the prison, the prison warden. Um Constantly trying to make a deal with him the entire time to like let him go, um, and she doesn't succeed until he's like, or he's 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 hanging there, right? Like they pulled the lever, <laughs> um, pull the and- lever, wrong. Wrong. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, because
0: Evie's like, Evie's like, I'll if you let him go, he's gonna take his hominoptera and I'll give you a cut of the treasure. Right, and so they're negotiating like twenty percent, thirty percent, and then she like does some clever negotiating play and like gets him down to like 25% when he was going to do 30. Anyway, Evie is competent and I don't care what you say. (laughs) She knows that girl knows how to negotiate. But yeah, uh, Rick is just hanging there. Yeah, he's lucky his neck didn't snap. That's very common for those of you that don't know (laughs) in hanging. (laughs) The way it's supposed to kill you is supposed to snap your neck, but most of the time it doesn't. And then it just slowly chokes you to death.
1: Yep. Which is why it was a very
0: entertaining public event before there was television and radio
1: all right so our gang is getting to the boat all right they meet up and we have that that classic scene where evie sees rick the first time that he's not in prison garb and he he cleans up nice and you can tell that she appreciates it she's like looking him up and down just like wow i did not expect this to be what you looked like underneath the uh egyptian prison garb." She's
0: talking about how much she's, like, complaining to Jonathan. She's like, oh, my God, he sucks so much. Like, he kissed me. I was definitely into it, but I'm still uh, mad about it. And she's like, ah, he's terrible. And then from behind, we hear Rick be like, who's terrible? And she turns around (laughs) and she's like, oh, my God, this man is wearing suspenders and he has pomade in his hair and – Whew, he smells like <laughs> lavender or whatever soap they had. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> and she's like, yes. oh no, I'll admit it, I'm aroused.
1: <laughs> and our fourth member of the crew is the prison warden who did actually show up despite, I guess she was hoping he wouldn't. He's like, got to make sure I get my cut, right? Yes, but naturally he's
0: not going to die very soon.
1: That. Yeah. Not that soon. Pretty soon. the 1st He's the first one to die, I'm pretty sure. Is he? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Anyway. anyway, they get on. They get on the the boat on this beautiful uh-huh. little steamboat. It's like Death on the Nile, and there yeah. is in fact a lot of death on the, on Nile, the Nile on this
1: boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, because well, not because, but uh, another important group that's there is, um, I guess just another group of explorers led by Americans. You, you guessed it. Benny. Benny is making a reappearance. Ooh, enemy <laughs> levels yeah. rivals. Like, yeah. I'm just saying they're
0: setting it up. And if Evie weren't in the picture, I'd be so for it.
1: The yeah. Americans
0: also, the, on, the, the only purpose the Americans um, serve is A, they're also hot. Um, So just more eye ca- candy in this already like very, very hot movie. Um, and B, they, they exist to, like, get cursed <laughs> so yep. that, like, Rick doesn't get his, like, eyes torn out by the mummy and instead it's, like, <laughs> oh, beautiful, yikes. beautiful boy, American boy who has shitty eyesight yep. that gets his eyes ripped out. That gets shittier. I say
1: they They're get also shittier. accompanied
0: – it's three Americans and one suit – you want to talk about racist, sexist Egyptologists – that's this guy, their friend, who's, like, the EV parallel. But she he's, like, horrible and wears a fez, and he doesn't deserve to. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, so they all meet up. Brendan Frazier slash Rick realizes that Benny is here, and he's, like, fuck this. You, like, led me to die. You basically, like, ditched me. I thought you were dead. Otherwise, I would have already killed you. So they have, like, a standoff. And then... Yeah, they also have, like, a moment where they're all betting on... They're all, like, playing card game and betting. And i don't remember how yeah
0: jonathan is like yeah we're going to hominoptera and rick is like jonathan you fucking idiot why would you tell them this (laughs) and they're like well we have someone to guide us who has also been to hominoptera and that's how rick finds out that it's benny and then because um you're and then rick and evie have a little spat where yeah they make a
1: bet they make a bet over who's gonna get there first that's like somewhat relevant not really. I mean, not really. It's not really. They're like, it's a competition. They're all competing now.
0: Anyway, he runs over to – he goes over to Evie and and he's like, oh, are you still mad about the kiss? And she's like, if you call that a kiss. And I'm like, I would call oh, it Oh, for a kiss, heaven's Evie. sake, it wasn't that
1: good of a kiss anyway.
0: It absolutely was. But he plops his weapons bag down on the table and he like unrolls it and it's absolutely meant to be like – the equivalent of like whipping your dick out like he's supposed to be like i am a man and i have all these weapons and i'm gonna roll them out on the table and it's very it's 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 very it's a turn on i you know i'm not gonna pretend like i wasn't like that move would 100 if i was in 1930s egypt that move would 100 work on me in a bar in the modern day in new york if someone popped his weapons bag on the table and unfurled it Probably not, with the exception of if he was, like, a mafia prince and then we could live that fantasy. But 1930s
1: Egypt 100% would work <laughs> on me. <laughs> and he meets into it. We can we can see that. Um, But this boat is not going to be the setting for their burgeoning romance for long because who do we see sneaking up on it but the magi who have now acquired boats. <laughs> yes. Um, no acquired boat. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, yeah. So Rick, Rick is fighting with Benny and then he throws him over the side because he's like obviously pissed at Benny. And then he turns around and he sees wet footprints on the floor of the boat.
1: Heading ah. right for Evie's room. They of course head right for Evie because she has the 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 contraption that it's she a doesn't know—it's yeah, a key. It's a they key. call it a
0: key. It's like this weird, spiky thing. It like looks like that a opens geometric
1: everything. It opens like five different
0: things. <laughs> yeah, for some reason they have like a universal, like again, more incompetent ancient magi, like making it very easy for this mummy to take over the world by having literally a master key for <laughs> every <laughs> single lock. Every single barrier can be opened by the same thing: the Book of the Dead, the mummy's coffin, the Book of Life the tomb itself, the map, everything is around this key. And I'm like, you guys could have made it. Ju- you could have done el- two keys, just like a level more difficult. You yes. really, you could have put more effort into this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but luckily, or not so luckily, they once again fail to get the key back from Evie. Um, and she is rescued by Rick, right? Yeah, they it's try to very- kill her first. Oh, they do, um, yeah, yeah, and they set the boat on fire, and this boat is up in flames. Poor plains.
0: Magi man, the one that tries to kill Evie first, like he gets stabbed, he gets shot, he gets set on fire. <laughs> he like he has a hook already, so like you already know that he's like into a some rough, shit. had a rough time of it. He's yeah. like running through the boat, like finally jumps in the water. This poor man is like, he's really like the job benefits cannot be good enough yeah. for the
1: Magi to like just. To buy him getting <laughs> smacked around like this. It seems like they all make it out okay, though. Like of the two competing crews to get to Helminatra. um we yes. have like a, the funny scene where like Benny and crew are like already on shore on one side of the river, and they're like, ha like look at you guys, and like Rick and we have all the horses, etc. Yeah, are like on the other side. They're like, well, you're on the wrong side of the river, bitches. So, but somehow they lose. They lose that advantage. Somehow Benny and crew wow. catch up. Well, they they have horses. Whereas how is that going to help you get across and the river? Eve and crew, that's true. Yeah. Horses can fucking yeah, 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 swim, yeah. Rachel. No,
0: I can anyway. get that. Anyway, <laughs> then they go. They go to a. They go to a camp. Um. So Rick and Evie and Jonathan and the man the prison warden they're at like a camp and we have a parallel moment to Rick's makeover with Evie where she comes out and she's like wearing this like black linen outfit and she has like across like she's wearing like a black veil and like across her face she has like a sexy like also black veil technically that's like see-through and has like gold jewelry on it like she looks like a sexy like woman and Rick is like god Fucking damn it. <laughs> it's going to be very hard to go through the desert when I am constantly thirsty for this woman.
1: <laughs> but go through the desert, they do. With camels. They have yeah. Camels. They make it. They, I think they like have a race scene. It's unimportant. They make it to Hominoptera,
0: which is, <laughs> this doesn't make any fucking sense. So the only way you can see it is. Like, the sun has to be in a a specific space and, like, in the sky and, like, shine a light. And then it suddenly, like, appears like a mirage out of the desert. But, the like, they're there for multiple days at a time, which implies that, like, the city is always there. Once you're in, you're in, you know. It's just, like, revealed. But I just, like, is it magic or is it just, like, a special, like, trick of the light? Like, I don't – I don't – I don't – I don't know how this works.
1: I mean, they can put immortal curses that unveil the (laughs) the plagues of Egypt. Yeah, (laughs) definitely could be. (laughs) I'm going to choose to believe that like once you're in, you're in though. Like that explains like maybe it's just from a distance, just in the outside eyes. Also, I want to
0: point out that no one um, gets uh, sunburned this whole time despite (laughs) the fact that they're in the middle of the Sahara Desert Um, because as we know, skin cancer wasn't invented until the 1980s, um, but none of them. None of them get sunburned in any way, despite
1: all being very white and pale. Yep. So we have – so, okay. So the next thing that we have is the Egyptologist, like, being a dick and being like, oh, well, you've only brought a woman who's an expert in this. Like, do you even – can you even read hieroglyphics? And she's like, bitch, I can. But she doesn't have any of her, like, tools, I guess. They were lost on the boat. So, of course, Rick has to go (laughs) – Fetch her some and he, he some. <laughs> yeah he steals steals some from their camp and he's like this is my gift to you, it's very romantic. It's um, so cute. She gets
0: her own. He has a weapons pack and he she has a rolled up archaeological tool pack. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're twins. They're twins. Yeah. <laughs> and into oh I guess no no they don't go down they don't explore yet right or do the magi attack first? Yes they do.
0: So they start they go into in, the tombs and they go um, and Evie finds the like bottom of the statue which is like important um and is where like the canopic jars are um and the canopic jars are what is going to eventually screw over the americans um it has Mm -hmm. like all of anox organs in it um so evie and rick actually find that first but then like shortly after the americans and misogynist uh fez man pops up and they're like this is ours and then they have a little gun standoff and Evie is like oh I guess we can go because she actually realizes there's like a chamber below it so she's like we can just like go in from
1: the bottom Mm -hmm. instead of being in this gunfight uh, and leaves the dummy Americans to take the canopic jars, setting themselves up for eye-eating later. Um, <laughs> but not before Prison Warden makes is the first to make the unlucky discovery of the scarabs. He, like, goes to the wall and he's like, ooh, what are these cool shiny bugs in the wall? Oh, a nice He surprise doesn't think they're bugs. Me. He thinks they're just jewels. Yeah yeah. Jewel, yeah, yeah. Jewels, like, whatever. Like, valuable shit. And he takes them, pops them in his bag. Lo and behold, they immediately chew through the bag and go into his shoe and then up his – like into yeah into his heart and he's like it's very Please. gross yeah it's very <laughs> gross they're eating him alive from alive the inside he like runs outside screaming they're like oh my god like what happened but by the time they like get there he's just like dead and they're like oh i guess he had a heart attack um i guess we get to keep that 25 percent for ourselves rats yeah you are like concerned. no need
0: to investigate this in any way that <laughs> this man just like died very suddenly and very yeah. like violently <laughs> in <this> yeah tomb. <laughs> and then they discover the mommy and he has a little inscription in which he's called he that shall not be named And I'm like, well, he is bald, and I guess that's a requirement for. And at the beginning, does not have a nose. Yeah, that's true. No no nose. nose. Yeah, you're right. They open the the mummy tomb. Dummies. They open the mummy tomb. The mummy pops out. He's very scary. He's not wrapped up anymore. There are no scarabs. He just pops out, and he's just. They leave him hanging there. They don't even take the mummy out. Like (laughs) they don't examine him or anything. They're just like, oh god. And then next next thing we know, they're outside and hanging out.
1: Yeah, an Egyptologist guy has managed to acquire the Book of the Dead, but it's locked because he doesn't have the universal key to open it. <laughs> Ass, um, but he does know not to open it, right? Like he he's not a yes. fool in that respect. He's like, he's like don't we are read not from reading. Yeah, don't do that.
0: Well, because he's already seen that there's some shit going on in this tube outside of the prison guy because. When they're opening the canopic jar box, he's like, hang on, there may be some ancient booby traps here. So instead of us Americans slash me opening this, why don't we get the poor local laborers that we've hired to come along with us to open it? And they all get burned alive by salt acid booby traps. And it's... Horrible more examples of why this man does not deserve to wear a fez or carry around <laughs> this cute little umbrella that he's constantly carrying around with himself. Yeah. So he is a dick, but he does understand the power of the Book of the Dead. So he's yep. like not opening it. He's sleeping with it. He's like keeping it on him at all time. He's like
1: trying to doesn't stop Evie from trying out her own little light finger <laughs> display. This is the what third third instance everyone has to shoplift something at some point in this not shoplift steal just outright pickpocket yeah but before they steal it the magi attack the scrimmage yeah and and instead of like killing them all or making them leave right away they're like you have a day to get out and which is really weird because they've shown already shown themselves to be super bloodthirsty even like on a riverboat so why in their home territory are they like so chill yeah, why player. when these
0: when these like dumb Westerners are already, so close to already um, have infiltrated the team. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But We we get a cute little this is a romance podcast, so we gotta point out there's a cute little scene with Rick and Evie in which Rick is checking Evie for injuries and he's like, Oh my god, is she okay? Like he's like patting her down and like (laughs) he's just cares about her. He's like, I have to make sure. And and at some point she's like, she reminds him that she's a librarian, like she's not there to like battle things. And suddenly Rick is like, um, I've just developed a sexy
1: librarian kink. We're gonna have to explore this (laughs) later, but Filing that away. Evie noting this is like, well, I stupidly didn't bring any books with me. I must go secure one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's also the best line, the best and worst line in the movie as the desert as the magi are leaving. Um Rick is like, these men are desert people. They value water, not gold. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: What is the context for that? Like, I don't.
0: I think like the Americans are like, oh, they just want it they just want the gold for themselves. They just want to like steal it. The Magi, yeah, and, like, yeah, they, the Magi just want to like, they just want it for themselves. Like, and Rick is like, nah, dudes, like, there's something else going on here. Like, if they're like this, like, hung up about this place, like, it's because there's some shit going on. But of course, no one
1: listens to Rick yeah, um, because otherwise, we wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> yeah. Instead of delving further into this, this odd segue of the water thing yeah so they're
0: all hanging out by a campfire rick comes over to benny and is like you're in her seat so that Evie has a seat. And he's like, get the fuck up, Benny. Like, (laughs) you're no longer my lover. Evie has surpassed you. (laughs) Like, make room for my lady. And then she steals the book.
1: Yes, she stole the book Yeah, she sneaks away in the middle of the night and she has the book. And of course, she also has the key for the book. So opens the book. And of course, the first thing she does is read out loud from the book, which- In ancient Egyptian, she doesn't even translate right. As we should all know, is probably the worst thing you can do when currently at. Like, if she had, what if she had like waited to read the book until she got home? Like, do you think that still would have triggered the curse? You you like have to
0: be in the city. I don't think you have to be in the city, but I think the fact that they're in the city just enables them to like
1: encounter the mummy more quickly for cinematic purposes. Egyptologist wakes like he like sits up from his sleep and he's (gasps) like, "No, don't read from the book," but it's too late. He's and the curse has been triggered. And there's uh, locusts. There's a giant oh yeah. and it's like the Midwest <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> Swarming. Um, so that causes some problems, but not enough for them to want to leave. No, so they all take they all run away from the locust into the into oh the tomb. true 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 they all
0: run into the tomb from the locusts the egyptologist guy has like a big dramatic line this is his last really relevance in the story and he's like what have we done and i'm like well maybe if the british just stopped trying to steal egyptian things this wouldn't have happened but y'all had to be
1: <laughs> colonizers and look 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 what you've done now. <laughs> yep. And the first true victim is our friend, Glasses Guy. He pulls a Velma moment. He has a Velma moment where he trips as everyone's like trampling him and his glasses fall off. And he's like, My glasses, my glasses. And he's like stumbling around trying to find them just in time to put them on. And who does he see but the now animate mummy? And what does the mummy do? Takes his eyes
0: and he takes his tongue. I don't know why he takes his eyes. Presumably like the mummy transformation is like includes LASIK of like magical <laughs> Egyptian LASIK of some sort because I don't know why you would take the eyes of the guy, the only person who wears glasses. The only guy with like terrible he was vision available in this whole movie. Yeah. You take his eyes. I guess like the first thing you need when you're a mummy is like you need eyes like immediately yeah. so you can like see your next victims. Yeah.
1: His glasses had fallen off, so he could be forgiven for not realizing. Yes, but maybe – okay,
0: so maybe the reason – so later on, we find out that uh, the mummy, Imhotep, thinks that, like, Evie is his ex-girlfriend. Like, he wants to, like – or his, like, former girlfriend. He thinks she's, like, a knock, and he, like, makes out with her at some point. He wants to use her as a sacrifice to, like, bring a knock back to life, and maybe the whole reason he thinks Evie is a knock is because he has (laughs) shitty eyesight, is because he's, like – oh a. Relatively the same height. Both have dark hair. Definitely my girlfriend for (laughs) sure. (laughs) Yeah.
1: He hasn't been looking at many people for many, many years. So it's to be forgiven. Yeah.
0: But Evie stumbles upon glasses guy, hot glasses guy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, are you okay? Like she, she, oh, she's like gets trapped. Like she like hides from scarab beetles who are chasing them down the hallway. And she like goes into this trap door and it spins her around exactly where hot glasses guy is. And she's like, oh my God, like are you okay and then she turns around and who's
1: there imhotep the mummy ah, <laughs> there he is and he thinks she's his girlfriend yeah he's like wow i'm so into you she's like wow leave me alone and then rick appears
0: and one of my favorite tropes in action movies ever is when like the monster like imhotep unhinges his jaw and whatever and like screams at them oh, yeah and then rick is just like ah! and then he runs away. and then he like yeah. shoots him and runs away <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then I think at this point is when they start getting chased by like a tidal wave of the scarab beetles, right? No, they've already been chased by the tidal yeah, wave of the and they have beetles. to like yeah narrow escape from that. Evie, it's like jumping up onto a ledge, like that. Is that that's when she falls back into the chamber,
0: right? No, because that's that's how she encounters the mummy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They'd already been. That's why they were running to begin with, right? That's why Glass Sky fell because of the scarab beetles. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh huh. I think like Jonathan or someone, like somebody, like. Triggers the scarab
1: beetles. Yeah. Again. So, okay. So, does anything else happen before they're like, all right, time to get the fuck out of here? Well, I think they get the fuck out of there,
0: but now the mummy has a sidekick.
1: Oh, Because, because We don't know. Benji, in Benny. true snake form, Benny, unsurprisingly, <laughs> has decided to go with uh, the character most. He's like, well, if I help him destroy the world, maybe he'll leave me alone, which honestly, not the worst thinking, well, like logically, but. To be, to be fair to Benny, the mummy is advancing on him.
0: Now, Benny oh, yeah. did not take one of the jars, so he's not, like, cursed to be, like have his like body parts taken for Emotep's like regeneration but Emotep is like clearly about to kill him and so Benny's like he has like a uh, star of David and like a cross and like uh the like half moon and star that's Islam right and he's like pulling about he's like praying in all these different languages and then he finally starts praying in Hebrew the mummy's like oh God. the language of the slaves like I can use this man as my servant which apparently. Rachel, what did you tell me? Yeah. the when I don't were
1: think watching? There's, there's like any evidence that the Hebrew people were ever actually slaves in Egypt. There's a lot of different theories about how that story got into the, like the Torah slash Bible. Um, there's like something about how there might have been like an earlier tribe that was enslaved by Egypt and then like the Israelites met up with them and then that sort of like got passed down in the lore. But yeah, I don't think there's any point at which the ancient Egyptian pharaoh would have heard Hebrew, like, historically. No, it's so – It doesn't make sense.
0: And I honestly, like, I when I found this out, I felt so betrayed because the Prince of Egypt is one of the best animated stories of all time. <laughs> And I was under the impression there was like historical truth to it. Like the same way that like regardless of whether the other believe that like Jesus existed, like Caesar was a thing and like they did do a census like around this time and like there's like historical mm-hmm. backing. I think the census thing is not
1: is not, I think Jesus I think there's historical backing that Jesus did exist, but not. The census never sure. happened in that way. Basically, what I'm
0: saying is that, like, is that like the details aren't nece- aren't like provable, sure, sure. but like there's like a general historical backing. So I was under the impression that the same thing was the case for like. Mm-hmm jewish people being slaves in egypt and apparently
1: not the case at all there's no <laughs> historical evidence that that which is unfortunate happened. but it works for benny in this movie also benny just in general it's very unclear like where he's from what his like accent is in general like he just seems prepared big. he pre- seems prepared for all situations he's just he blends in and it works for him here because he's like language of the slaves you can be my servant Win-win. And then he pulls out like a, a pocket full of gold
0: that I don't know. This man was like mummified, presumably naked. So I don't know where he has pockets. Like, is he holding it in his rib cage? Like, what's going on? And he pulls out and he's like, I'll give you gold if you serve me.
1: Which is nice of him because it seems to me like Benny would have done it for free at this point. Yeah, no, he's paid. So like, at least he's, he's paid to be evil. It's yeah. not like exploitative henchmanship. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. Just Benny <laughs> exploiting everyone else. Yeah. It's true. Um, everyone else who has now attempted to fuck off back to Cairo and presumably back yeah, to Warburg. All in Cairo. Yeah, they're all trying to get like the soonest flight out. Yeah, they have a boat
0: for the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, I'm like, listen, if I know that I've just awoken like, an ancient, all-powerful mummy, and I have seen in the flesh what this guy looks like, and I have been told explicitly by the Magi that, like, my gunshot to him did not take him out effectively. (laughs) Like, I would not be waiting for the scheduled boat. I would be, like, stealing a fucking steamer and taking off down the Nile. I would immediately be... Fighting a crocodile. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like, no. (laughs) Not sticking around in any case. (laughs) But, yeah, so they're all hanging out at the hotel, and we meet Winston, who is a mustachioed um, former airplane guy. He, like, runs the airplane base the British airplane base.
1: And his, we find out explicitly his life goal is to go down (laughs) in the desert like his boys. Um, So later on, we're going to get the crew to chart, the gang is going to charter him for a flight, which seems like a really bad move from someone whose only explicit goal is to go down in the desert like his boys did. (laughs) Um, We're going to get, we're jumping a little ahead there. Um, So I think (laughs) glasses guy, glasses guy. 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 Yeah. It's not going well for him. He's a snake.
0: Benny, yeah, so he's hanging out in his room. They're all downstairs at the bar getting a drink because, you know, they're understandably traumatized. And Benny has brought the mummy up in a disguise <laughs> to meet Glasses guy who is, ba- who is blind now. And he's like, Prince Imhotep thanks you for your eyes. And then the yeah. guy's like, oh no! And then we he, broke, like, gets there's a little the li- bit
1: more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good line.
0: Sucked out of him. Benny is a snake, but he- damn, does he do it well? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well done, Benny. Like, mm. <laughs> So the next thing – so the mummy, his, like, goal right now is to track down all the people who took the jars and regenerate himself. It's also to secure Evie as a sacrifice. And when do we get the cat scene? There's a good cat scene in here because apparently until he's fully yeah. – re- until the mummy is fully regenerated, he can be repelled by cats. So yes. we see him, like, run in fear from a cat. And at this point, it's unclear to me. If I was the Canoptic Jar people slash Evie, I would just be, like, getting all the cats off the street, like, asking anyone for a pet cat. Carrying them around with them all times like i just don't understand like why yeah if he can't ever if he can't regenerate because he can't come near you because you have a cat then he can never stop being afraid of cats so it just seems like the perfect like solution here yeah. but they you, despite having this information they they do not act on it
0: well cuz what happens is that they're in a room They confront him, they see him and they're like, oh shit, the mummy's here. And then like a cat like accidentally walks on the piano keys and he's like, ah, and then he like turns into a fucking
1: tornado of sand and like zooms. (laughs) (laughs) And don't worry, this will be affecting the cat scale of this movie. They had the potential there. It is not quite realized. They delivered. That's okay. (laughs) So Rick has decided to like lock Evie in a room for her safety, right? Despite the fact that we we know now that this will not stop the mummy. I guess they don't know that. And Evie's like not happy about this.
0: She's not happy. Um, she's also, she's being protected by the other Canopic Jar people. So they're all like in one space, making it very easy for the mummy to find them. <laughs> just except for Fez, misogynist Egyptologist, who is just running around like with the Book of the Dead. Just like running around the city, like being scared. <laughs> but... They, this is when we discovered the museum curator is actually also an ineffective magi. Because he, like, like gives fools. them the rundown on, like, yeah. like he's going to take over the world. He's going to regenerate. This is where we get, like, all the background on, like, the mummy that we've talked about so far. And then the mummy, obviously, <laughs> uh, starts unleashing the plagues of Egypt. The water turns to blood. And, like, there's a eclipse and, like, all of this shit. Locusts are like, still making their way down the countryside. It- Yeah. And Uh like everyone's sick. Everyone has like boils or whatever. Like they're all like the people are turning into zombies. And then the mummy sneaks in, kills the other dudes. Like they're done. Um, He's slowly picking off the Americans. The Americans stop being relevant. And now he has access to the Book of the Dead because he's captured the dumb Egyptologist who's just been running around the city scared. He
1: also like shows up to get Evie, right?
0: Yes, it's he like, shows up to Evie's yeah. room. He turns into sand and slips in through the locked door like <laughs> a sneaky little bastard. And then he starts making out with her, but, yep. like, half and his honestly, face still has, like, holes yeah, but in honestly, it. Like, honestly,
1: uh, at this point, I, like, would have been fine with an Evie and Motep story. Like, I'm kind of, like, rooting for him to, like, get his love back. Like, I'm telling you, he did not start out as the bad guy. He was forced as, into a villain by circumstance – and honestly if he had been willing if he had not been intending to sacrifice Evie if he was just intending to like become all powerful and then she gets to be his like you know partner in, in world domination I, I would have been here for it <laughs> like
0: yeah
1: you know sorry Rick's cool but like when faced Eva with all also money, very sexy Yeah. Like,
0: and all powerful yeah, I really, I I feel like this this the real the way this movie should have ended was with like a double date between Rick and Evie <laughs> and Ematep
1: and Anak. Yes, <laughs> they definitely. Have just yes, be beautiful. But that is not the direction he decides to take it in. And Evie is not happy about it. How does she get out of that little sticky situation? Oh, it's, it's because related? Rick
0: bursts in because Rick realizes the mummy has gone for Evie, and Rick and Jonathan burst in, and Rick pulls out of nowhere. He pulls out a cat. Rick yep. understands the assignment. He pulls out the same cat, and the cat goes. And then the mummy goes, ah, and turns into a, <laughs> into a sand tornado again. <laughs> and zooms out of the room. Yep. Anyway, though, however, they're not out of the shit yet because the people of Cairo have been turned into zombies and
1: they're covered the by the mummy. Yep. Yeah. So they have to run away. So they're running away in now. a cool car that they are really bad at driving and crash into yes. a lot of shit. And then for some reason, just it bumps into like a fruit cart and they're like, ah, oh, must abandon ship. And then they're just like in the street. And. <laughs> And then museum – or Evie's boss, who is also a magi, makes an extremely unnecessary self-sacrifice, which I think happened a few times in this movie. He's like, ah – leave me and like throws himself into the zombie crowd for no reason because it doesn't help them. He, they would have been no more or less likely to get away with or without him. Yeah. He just like decides. He's yeah. He's he gone. He's unnecessary. Maybe because he's just so,
0: so embarrassed by how poorly the Magi have done their job.
1: <laughs> he's like, I gotta go out like I mean, this. they did make it like 3,000 years. Yeah, they, they, re- they really let down the crew. They let down like all their ancestors.
0: They made it 3,000 years because nobody Cheer had loved this city until now. Like Literally not because they were doing anything effective.
1: Well, no, no, he was like preventing people from finding the city, you know? He like set the map on fire. Maybe that, maybe the reason no one's yeah, found it is like an entire. Until Rick found it at Hominoptera. Oh, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they let him get away for no reason. Yeah. um But anyway, he, Egyptologist, sac- or not Egyptologist, museum director, actual Egyptian, we think, sacrifices himself, allowing the rest of the gang to escape down a sewer, I think. No, 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 no. No. Yes. Wait. There's a fight scene. No, he gets this is this is where yeah, the Evie mummy gets baby. Yes. The mummy shows up, parts the crowd, as the the boss is being mauled by zombies, and he's like, give me We have Evie. a Hawkeye standoff between mm. Rick and Emotep. Like they they stare at each other like and their
0: jawlines are just like cracklingly sharp and their abs are like pulsing and like emotep is wearing nothing but a cape and a lion clo- a loincloth. Yes. And it's <laughs> just Chef's kiss. <laughs>
1: yes. And then we have the classic for some reason, foolishly believing the person when they're like, come with me and I won't kill your friends. That's what the zombies, that's what the mummy says to Evie. And yeah. despite ne- that never being true ever in like the history of cinema, fiction, probably real life too, <laughs> she goes with him and he's like, okay, thanks for coming with me. Now I will kill your friends.
0: Yep. Um, this is when the museum curator sacrifices himself. Mm. For them, but they okay, so yeah, they jump down the sewer. Rick pulls open the sewer cap and he's like, Go, go, go. And like Jonathan is jumping down and he like tells and he tell the other, the hot magi with the under-eye tattoos is also with them and he jumps down. And then Rick is like, Museum curator, come on, jump down. We all definitely have time to run to safety. And then instead the museum curator is like, No, I am going to do a very ineffective sacrifice. I'm going to take out like one zombie before I'm immediately like overpowered by the crowd. Yep, <laughs> um, but the rest of them get to safety. Yeah, he's out of not right for here long. Now. Nope. Because
1: who do they meet? Who do they meet next, Rachel? Who what is his, do they what go is, to for help? What is his name? I can't remember. Winston. Winston, whose only goal in life, let me reiterate, <laughs> is to go down in the sand with his boys. And of course, their <laughs> first thought in response to this is, this is the person we need to fly us to Hamonopter to rescue Evie and kill the mummy. All Did right? There, he's the only and one with a plane. It's true. Yeah, they don't know anyone else with a plane. It's honestly not that bad of a plan. But this does bring us to... <laughs> for some reason I was on a plane like a few months ago and I just like had the thought and I said this to Cameron who was with me at the time I was like you know I wonder if there's ever a situation where it would be necessary for someone to ride on the wing of the plane like for the good of like everyone else (laughs) like I can't think of what it would be but like you asked me oh I asked you okay yeah sorry I asked you I was like is there some reason? is there like any reason can you think of like a scenario and then lo and behold a few weeks later we watched this movie and who is strapped to the wing of the plane, but I actually can't remember who it is. I think it's 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 Jonathan. It's Jonathan, and, yeah. And the Maja. And yeah. no, it's Jonathan and Rick, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep, strapped to the wings of the plane because there's not enough room, you know what? And it works. They almost get there without crashing. I do want to emphasize, Rachel, that this not only applies in the case of like a 1920s like like open air plane. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a exists. commercial flight. Sure, but you know what? Now that we found one example, I'm not closing my mind off to the idea that even on a commercial <laughs> flight there could be a scenario.
0: Hey, th- listen, in one of the Mission Impossible movies, the movie like starts with Tom Cruise jumping onto a plane that's taking off and like holding yeah. on to the door. So. another example two examples of action movies and also related to the mummy tom cruise did that very terrible remake of the mummy in 2017 i was
1: about to say oh but mission impossible was a movie and this was real life (laughs) but like it could be real real life you know those planes exist yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> the mummy's a sandstorm. He
0: travels by sandstorm exclusively. He can
1: also bring other people along with him, which is an interesting ability. Like, I that's that's pretty convenient. Pretty yeah. sick. Yeah. So he brings Ben Benny and Evie with him, and they're just like hanging out on a dune. And what do they see in the distance? But the plane. And Evie's like, See, I told you they would rescue me. The mummy's like, Haha, watch Bitch. this. <laughs> pretty cool. So he becomes not only can he travel by sandstorm, he is that he can be the sand. He becomes, like, giant sand monster. Like, picture Cave and Aladdin and chases them, right? He, like – Well, he he controls the sand because yeah, he's yeah. still standing
0: next to Evie, which oh, is true. important. But his face is, like, in the sand. But he has to mimic it. Like, so when the sand face opens his mouth, like, yeah. the mummy
1: has to go, like, Aah! like, he can't just control it with his mind. Winston, I guess, had an extra condition to his, like, life's goal, not just to go down, but to go down with style and he manages to evade them, for qu- to evade the mummy quite some time and crash land without killing any of the people strapped to the wings of the plane. Yes.
0: Yeah, so they all, but Rachel, what did they crash land into? Quicksand. Quicksand, <laughs> which for some reason I always thought was a much bigger threat than it actually is. For some, and I don't understand how there's quicksand in the middle of right, the desert. Was because quicksand requires water. Right, There's no water in
1: this Desert. yeah i, I guess there could be water like in a shelf underneath but like yeah i'm pretty sure it's more of like an amazon jungle type threat not a desert threat but whatever because whatever y- it does he enable dies. winston winston's dead and he-, he
0: goes down with his boys but the reason <laughs> they're not they're not totally destroyed is because um Emotab is about to like eat them with his sand face but evie does a distraction kiss
1: yeah which is also one of the best tropes and it's pretty hot if he wasn't trying to kill the other people right now slash Living off of stolen organs, like, yes, great Ruffle. pairing. Ruffle. Ruffle. Yeah. Man. Plus enough. MMF? MFF? Yeah. <laughs> MMFF? MMFF? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the mummy is on the cusp of success, getting his love back, which is his entire goal. The fact that he has been in a coffin because, basically because of her for 3,000 years has not soured him on their love. And he has the whole setup. He has Evie strapped to a table. He has the uh, knock mummy strapped next to her. It's all looking good. Well the knock mummy's not strapped down because like she's a mummy. Oh, she doesn't need to be strapped down. But Evie is
0: and it's very like it awakened something in me. I'm not gonna pretend like seeing like Rachel Weiss <laughs> strapped to the table was not very wonderful to see. Um, there's a reason this movie is like a like a bisectional, bisexual like (laughs) piece of cinema like it's because uh, you want to fuck both of them you want to fuck rick and you want to fuck evie and you want to fuck emotep and you want to fuck sexy magi man and like (laughs) it's wonderful um also that scene in um the scene where she's strapped is very reminiscent of um, my personal sexual awakening, which was that one scene in like that 1970s Sinbad movie in which the love interest of that movie is also strapped to a table. And I remember being like seven years old and thinking, am I attracted to this? <laughs> like, what what, what feelings is this stirring inside me seeing this? And um, yeah, I think I just really like when hot ladies are strapped
1: to tables in movies. So more of that, please. <laughs> Except that Bricks about to come in and ruin the whole shebang because he does not want her to be stabbed and have her soul transferred or whatever. I mean, I yeah, without the stabbing. The strapping, yes. No stabbing,
0: however. Yeah. I draw the line there.
1: <laughs> okay. So this is – yeah, what's coming up I think is Jonathan's one moment to shine because mm. although he's a much worse Egyptologist than Evie, he does have a passing knowledge of hieroglyphics, right? He can sort of yes. read – yeah. Yes. So it's all down to him to, oh, at, at one point before, like before escaping Cairo, they acquired like the book of life or something, whatever, the like anti book that would shut this whole thing down, right? Yeah. So
0: it's underneath. So the book of the dead was underneath like Hor- uh, Horus or Anubis. Like Horus and Anubis are the gods of like life and death in e- ancient Egypt, right? So I think like Anubis is death. So that's where they found the book of death. And then underneath Horus is where they find mm. the book of life, which is opened once again.
1: Same key, the master lock, um, which like, okay, all right, um, we got to get that. So Jonathan is like, I got to gotta open the book, got to read the book, but I don't know how to read. Um, and he's like desperately scrambling to like do that because if he can manage to do that, it would like, you know, end this whole thing a little bit prematurely. But Jonathan's but,
0: meanwhile is just like, what up? My name's Jonathan. I'm 19 and I never fucking learned how to read. Yep. Meanwhile, <laughs> Evie and Rick are fighting for their lives yes. from the zombie servant horde that – the mummy has resurrected <laughs> to fight against death. Yep. And we got a lot of sexy fight scenes here. Um, There's one point where um, one of the mummies is like clinging to Brendan Fraser. And I'm like, I would have loved to have been a mummy extra in this roo- in this movie <laughs> so that I could also cling to
1: Brendan Fraser <laughs> tightly. We got some sexual tension between Anak and Evie who like – Anak has like mm. been almost resurrected at this point. So she's like able to move and stuff. Um, so they're like yeah. fighting to the death or – Anti life, whatever, an ox fighting. They're having for. a sexy
0: knife, lady knife fight. And it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Jonathan is still wa- wandering around trying to translate. Evie's having to give him pointers, like while avoiding being stabbed. <laughs> um, then they resurrect the bodyguards of Pharaoh, mm-hmm. who are allegedly the good guys. And now Jonathan can control them because he has, like, figured out that part of the book. Um, so they, like, take down everyone else. They help them take down. Rick and Emotep have their standoff. We have another sexy hand-to-hand combat scene. Um, Jonathan finally gets his shit together. Rick stabs Emotep, unfortunately, in his sexy abs. <laughs> and then Emotep is mortal, and his soul gets sucked <laughs> to the Back into the <laughs> evil pool, yeah. By, by, no, there's like a ghost chariot that comes to take his soul, and then he okay, that doesn't defeat him. He's mortal, oh. so they just like... They stab, that's when they stab him in the stomach and then they push him into the pool. <laughs> He's like, ah, <laughs> it's like sucked
1: in a <laughs> little anticlimactic. He's already been mourning a knock at this point, right? She's already gone. Yeah, she's dead. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's all over. It's good news. True um, love doesn't win, but it's not quite time to celebrate because in true aladdin cave of wonder fashion, this reminds me of <laughs> slash national treasure slash any situation where they're like finding ancient treasure trove and then of course it has to collapse around them benny i think it's benny who triggers it right he like stupidly like hangs up his like bag or something on a lever yeah without he's noticing like, he's carrying out bags, and bags, and
0: bags of treasure yeah. and he's just being greedy now
1: yeah, and he he he's like, oh, I have too much treasure, not enough hands. Let me leave one here for safekeeping. Pulls the lever, and of course, the entire tower, the entire tomb is set to self-destruct, as is required in any sort of ancient. Yes, and so. Room. So, Evie, Benny, Evie, Rick, and Jonathan are all on their way out, and they run into Benny. And instead of being like, fuck you, Benny, you helped the guy who was trying to destroy the world, Rick still tries to help him. <laughs> but Benny, hero. like, yeah, uh, Benny, like, greedily runs back to try to grab his, like, last bag of treasure or something, and the wall closes. So he's, like, trapped. Um, our gang makes it out, <laughs> but Benny <laughs>
0: Benny gets his cup because, yep. he, so he's in the treasure room. That's all the treasure he could want. Looks a lot like national treasure. <laughs> movie the same treasure room that's what you should picture if you've never seen the mummy and he's like standing with the torch and then what comes creeping up Scuttling. the scarabs and then his torch slowly goes out and then all we hear is benny's mournful scream as yep. he is very horrifically eaten alive yeah i
1: wouldn't <laughs> call it mournful i would call it more like panicked terrified it's just like a, a whale in the dark Yeah, very unpleasant but probably quick unlike the fate that you might have had to suffer yes. okay so luckily benny is the only one who dies unfortunately <laughs> or fortunately um well, and then at
0: one point the mat okay so the magi guy yeah hot magi guy with under eye tattoos did another stupid unnecessary, fake sacrifice, yeah. unnecessary sacrifice but he didn't die because he comes
1: back at the end
0: he's like <laughs> he comes back he comes up with camels and he's like hey well you guys were finishing off the mummy i was getting our ride home <laughs>
1: Maybe and that was all... his sacrifice was missing out on the adventure. Yeah. And He's Louis like, I have to wait camels. for the Uber, guys. Like,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> like you know how
0: yeah, – I had terrible cell reception out here in the desert. Here we have the completion of our romance arc. Yes, because Jonathan is like, I guess we go home empty-handed, which is not true because they, the camels are actually filled with Benny's treasure that he hauled out. But yeah. Jonathan's like, I guess we go home empty-handed. And Rick looks at Evie, Evie who is sitting on the camel with Rick, and Rick is like – I wouldn't say that.
1: And then they kiss. And they ride up into the sunset. And
0: that's why it's a romance movie and not an action movie no matter what anyone tries to tell you. Yep. End scene. End scene. Cut. Cut. The end. And this movie, I do want to point out that every time I suggest that I watch this movie in any group setting, the whole group is like, ah, no, I don't want to watch The Mummy. That sounds lame. And then we watch it and everyone's like so into it and like like excited to see what's happening next and is like commenting, and this is exactly what happened with you, <laughs> Rachel, where I was like, let's watch The Mummy with the family. And everyone complained bitterly and then everyone was into it at the end because it's a classic and it's amazing. It's a fantastic film. Love it. Yep. Highly recommend 10 out of 10. Cat scale out of 10. 9.5 out of 10 for uh, imperialism, but otherwise 10
1: out of 10. For the cat? Well, oh, no, know, 10 out of
0: 10. 10 out of 10, I'm asking. Out of 10. Uh, 9 out of 10. Yeah,
1: I just feel like – I almost feel like we should dock points because of the huge potential for cat use. That was like completely a letdown to only see cats twice, you know? I feel like there, was, uh, there were some other cat moments too though. But i can't here's my thing there was a literal cat there were multiple appearances Two. of literal cats yeah. the same cat but not but as many as there could twice. Have been, you
0: know ancient egypt which is already cat focused
1: it's true well that's why the cats are there to be fair
0: no well no because the the cat is just like the hotel cat that's just like hanging around
1: <laughs> yeah true
0: Either way, I'm saying there was a literal cat. There was a lot of hissing, a lot of like roaring involved.
1: Uh, but yeah, the roar, the mummy, the mummy Rick mutual roar yes. situation. Yes, yeah. yes, yep, yeah. All right, very cat-like. Rick is very an m- Rick is a dog, but Evie is a cat.
0: Nine, nine out of ten.
1: Eight point five. I'm talking a point for lack of potential, <sighs> lack of failure to live to potential. I do want to point out that we gave 8 out of 10 to the hating game. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's almost like – I don't know how to describe it. It's like, okay, let's say you're watching a movie called Wolf King, okay, and like a cat makes an appearance. You're like, wow, this is this is a shock. I'm, I'm happily surprised. You're watching Tiger King. A tiger only appears once. You're it's like, true. wow. It's the same number of cat appearances, but like completely okay. – Your expectations matter. Baselines matter. To be, to be fair though, this movie was called The Mummy and not like The <laughs> Like, it yeah, but was again, again <laughs> ancient ancient Egypt, you know? I guess. And then we get the setup of like he is deathly afraid of cats. Like, this is like the what this is his fatal flaw. This is Achilles' heel, if you will.
0: Yeah, I really think this movie would have been, been elevated even further if like everybody just had a kitten in their pocket the entire time. Yeah. And they just like pulled it out and went, meow. <laughs> <laughs> meow. Meow meow. Yep. The meow, meow. meow me nineteen ninety nine yeah.
1: starring Red and Rachel and Rachel Whites. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good nice. one. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> Where can they find us, Rachel?
1: You can follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook at We Read It One Night. Or follow us on Twitter at We Read It Podcast. You can also email us at We OneNight at gmail com.
0: And if you would subscribe, follow, and leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, preferably five stars, uh, that would really help us out in reaching more people and bringing uh, more folks into the romance fam. And if you leave the name of a book or a movie that you want us to cover in future episodes in your review, you will get added to our Magical Mystical Excel sheet, (laughs) where we look to for future episodes uh, so you can help contribute in making this podcast even better thanks for listening yeah (laughs) bye bye